my name is Aggie and this is Biohacking Bestie. The one-stop shop for a modern queen where you can find biohacking courses, self-growth courses, and where you can find the most incredible community of women so you can hit all of your biohacking goals and beyond. I want to like start by saying thank you. I can ask you the questions and see what you have to say. So I guess like the number one question is that women, especially these days, get a little frustrated with men. And I know you're very familiar with that feeling. So the question that keeps coming up, it's like, why do I need to, like, I want the men to take initiative. Right now, some of the girls are saying, I feel so lonely and I feel so unsafe and men in my life can't really see it. There are men that are home now 24-7 and they still don't take out the trash. And the girls are like, we keep having fights at home because he doesn't take out the trash. And how can he not tell that this has to be done? Why am I the only one that has to point a finger at everything? So what would you say to that? Oh my gosh. How much time do we have? About five years. So go for it. <laughs> okay. So... First of all, I'm so relieved that we're giving away so many copies of Understanding Women so that what we can't cover in our time together, I'll just breathe. Yeah. Okay, I'll just, I'll just breathe. Go get it all. I have 11 hours of information for you about men and women. And we picked Understanding Women because it's the one that, that keeps contrasting why men do this, why women do this, why women do this, and men can't understand this. I keep translating because it's a co-ed program. So let's start at the beginning with the trash <laughs> and what they're not noticing. Okay. I'll do the short version of this. Testosterone and estrogen shape the brain. So from the 21st day of gestation, when the X and Y chromosomes, right? That's when those, the existence of that matters, right? From that moment, the hormones of the fetus, fetus are completely different. And for nine months, little boys are pickled in testosterone. Pickled. Like if you can imagine, soaked. If you've ever had a little boy, you know they're born with a disproportionate size testicles. You might have noticed that. It's because of how much testosterone they have in their bodies. They have a man version of testosterone in that little body. I actually know that. that is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, when someone's born, I was like, oh my gosh. Right? No, it's just temporary. But they're, they're born that way and it's literally shaped their brain, the way their brain configures itself, which you could say, a man would say his brain is compartmentalized. That's what it feels like to him. Like it has different rooms and he can only look in one room at a time. The word that we use is single focus. So he's going to have all his attention on one thing at a time. And we're, we'll come back to that. Okay. That contrast with a, a, a little baby girl's brain is pickled in estrogen for two years and nine months. Huh. Okay. Yes. So the night, so in the world, and then two years later, she literally has like a woman's equivalent of estrogen. This is why little girls are so enchanting. This is why they can walk into a room and take everybody's breath away. Like they're, yeah, it's the estrogen in the back. It's the thing that makes us women in the first place. They're just, they're soaked in it. 
And what that does is the opposite of what the testosterone did. So where there's compartments in a boy's brain and then a man's brain, there's connection in a woman's brain. So we call it diffuse awareness, which means to pour in every direction. And ladies, this is why being at home for you these days, it can be kind of a nightmare because inanimate objects literally talk to us. And my poops all realized it's just so funny, but I could absolutely relate. <laughs> yes, I remember when I first when I first told men about this, there about how a crooked pillow will talk to us. And they're going, so women have voices in their head? And and I said, Well, we do have a voice in her head. We call her the IDR woman, and she is frankly, well, I won't even use the word right now. We have one voice that criticizes the heck out of us. But no, the voice is not in the he- our head. The voice is in the pillow. Yeah, yeah, the crap. or in the trash. Yes, the pill. Yes. So this is the thing about the trash. So that's all I needed to say to get to the trash. So the trash says to a woman, "I need to be taken out. <laughs> I need to be taken out." Right? And then, like, as it gets more full, "Are you kidding me? I need to be taken out." Or as it's stinky, like, "Oh." I'm gross. Get me out of here. I already have. <laughs> well, men come here trash, and that's the problem. Well, this is the thing. They, with single focus, their brain, oh boy, it's it's a beautiful thing once you understand it, okay? So opposite of men, men are naturally committal. They're naturally committal. They're not non-committal. They're naturally committal. And the moment, you have to understand this because you can watch it happen. Once you know it, you can see it happen and not take it personally. The moment they commit to a result, any result could be you having an orgasm, for example. The moment they commit to a result, their brain screens out everything that's irrelevant to that result. And that's sort of the problem. Everything their brain thinks is irrelevant, which might be everything you are saying. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. All those times that you've, he's ignoring me, he's ignoring me. He didn't do that. His brain did it for him the moment he committed. And this is why you have to be careful. Like when you ask a man a question, if he commits to answering your question, Anything you're saying after that, he there's not hearing or it's preventing him from doing what he committed to and he's getting frustrated because he already committed to your first question. Yeah. Right? So this this commitment business, uh, once we work with it, it's heaven, right? Because they commit to listening to you in a good way. Uh, they do it so much better than a deafies awareness person can ever do it. Yes. <laughs> but so, Yeah. So when he's in the kitchen, where, for example, I have four trashes in my kitchen, by the way. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> I don't like to drip across the floor. Yeah. Right? And I designed my kitchen for multiple cooks because my kids, you know, my grown kids all like to cook. And, but I hate dripping. And so there's a trash here. Everything. And, and Greg, you know, became the trash hero. But he became the trash hero not because he could hear the trash. He became the trash hero because I stopped and communicated with him the difference it would make in my life 
if he took out the trash. And this is the thing to know. If you know this about men, your life can be a dream. They're all about impact. They're all about making a difference. They're all about altering the future. And that's what they're focused on right now, by the way. They're completely focused on trying to collect enough trusted information to make a strategy to get you through this. Yeah. That's what they're focused on. They're focused on your future. So all the things from your diffuse awareness that are in your presence, like everything that's out of place, everything they're leaving everywhere. Do you know, like if you have someone in your house that you can tell where they've been because they leave a trail, that's just they shifted focus. And now everything that was involved in that is irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> including putting it away. And now their new focus, everything is relevant to that. The point is making yourself relevant and making what you need relevant. And how you do that is by letting them know what an impact you'll make, the difference it'll make. So when I told Greg that when the trash was full, it made me feel overwhelmed. Which it's is tough for us because it really, we do feel like we have to take care of everything and why am I the only one telling you what to do and, you know, point a finger at every single thing. So we feel like all these things are talking to us, the mess, you know, the kids, yes. like, uh, you know, lack of food in the fridge, whatever it is. And we feel like, oh, I was so overwhelmed. Can you at least take some initiative right now? Exactly. Well, if you let go of that, and I'm sorry, we really do want them to take initiative, but you have to. They will take initiative once they know what makes a difference. Yeah. So Greg had to find out that an overflowing trash made me feel overwhelmed, that a stinky trash just kept me out of the kitchen <laughs> and I was not going to cook, <laughs> and that if he took out the trash, that it made me feel like I had a partner instead of that I was his maid. Yeah. And he never wanted me to feel like a maid. And so between stinky, overwhelmed, and feel like a maid, now this was a problem he wanted to solve. And then here's still the problem, okay? And I'm so sorry, ladies. Even if you explain all this to them, and then you ask the most important question, what do you need from me to take out the trash? <laughs> the number one answer, and I've actually never heard a man who didn't say this, the number one answer is, I need you to tell me when you want me to take it out. Now, I know to you it's obvious when it yeah. about needs to be taken out, right? But to a man, a trash has no needs. Yeah. His wife has a need. His daughter has a need. His mother has a need. His employees have needs. His boss has a need. His girlfriend has a need. You have a need. Trashes have no needs. They're just trash. They mean nothing, nothing to you. But you mean everything to him. So when you let him know how much it'll mean to you that he take out the trash, then he's going to want to know when you want him to take it out because he's doing it for you. So it's what would be guys, This is one thing to take personal. If take this personal, he's going to take out the trash or you. Yeah. So what would you say? The one sentence would be, honey, I feel really overwhelmed when the trash is full so it would mean a lot to me if you would take it out the moment it gets to this level or no <laughs> well, no because unless he's checking the trash levels and that's what he's focused on is checking the trash levels it's not that he doesn't see the trash level is it actionable okay that 
that screening out that the brain does, it has him notice a box that you put in front of the door, right? But he steps around the box. Yeah, which happens right? a lot. It's a on the box, but the, bo- the box does not occur as actionable by, by being in front of the door like you want him to take it out, which is what we do all the yeah. time, right? So, yeah. No, it's all about what triggers action. It's all about what inspires it, what motivates it, what has something. Well, it's like they did a study that shows that the faster an object is moving, the bigger the difference between a man's ability to track it and a woman's ability to track it. Exactly. Right? So, which explains why, you know, I mean, it, it started with throwing a spear, right? Needing yeah, to be a hung here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, now football and baseball. <laughs> but the trash isn't moving. The dust isn't moving. The dirty table isn't moving. <laughs> so what do we say? So what do we say? What would you say would be the right so, to, like, make it happen? Okay. So, so the first thing is when you say it. Okay. Because if you say it while he's focused on something else, he's not going to hear you. And then you'll think you've had to say it over and over again. And the problem is that, oh, Aggie, it's so bad. Men are used to getting in trouble for not listening. So they've learned unconsciously, and I've actually tested this on men in airplanes. I've talked to them while they were reading the menu on the airplane. Do you know I've talked to them. And I've actually had men I don't know go, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So men have been conditioned to make a response as if they're listening <laughs> in order to not be in trouble for not listening. I think so many women can relate right now. They're like, yes, you never listen. Yes. But the trick is they can't listen. When they're focused, they, they can't hear. And I didn't really understand this until till menopause and, and almost all the estrogen was gone because the eggs give estrogen. Yeah. And I became focused. And I'm not kidding. One day I was clearing a bunch of emails and it felt like a helicopter had landed in my office. Like it just, it was like this pressure just against my ear. And after a while it registered and I turned and I looked and Greg was standing there and I could see that his mouth was moving and I couldn't hear him. I couldn't hear him. It's like, Honey, I see your mouth moving, but I can't hear you. And he goes, (laughs) you know what it's like to be a man for a second. Exactly. And by the way, this is to our favor. Let me give you some good news about it. Because women are nourished by the beauty of women. So whatever it is about you that's beautiful to them, and believe me, they will find it. That's what they focus on. So this is why they don't tell you you have spinach between your teeth. Do you know? Because it was irrelevant. They're gazing into your eyes or the glistening of your hair. Or the rain. There's so many times when I look at the photo and I'm like, how could you not tell me? I have like something sticking out of my head. It's like, I didn't notice. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like right there. Yes, men are about the beauty police, <laughs> which is wonderful. They're just the the receivers of it, the admirers of it. To them, we're works of art. And they're not looking for flaws. Our eyes look for flaws. Our eyes see the dirty, the grungy. I mean, which I'm so sorry, ladies, being at home. I think at the end of this, we're all going to have like the cleanest, best organized 
How is this possible? Or we're going to have strangled somebody for preventing that from happening by what you're saying, by not noticing there's so much to be done. Just do something. Hey there, beautiful beings. Sorry for a quick interruption, but you all know that I'm super passionate about discovering natural ways to boost my health, right? So guess what? I've stumbled upon something absolutely amazing and I just can't wait to share it with you. It's called Armour Colostrum and let me tell you, it has been a game changer for me. It's been something that I take every day. I have it with me right now in Bali and I have seen incredible benefits. And this is coming from someone who has been trying to heal her gut her entire life and I feel an amazing difference and it tastes amazing. So here's the scoop. If you want to enhance your gut or step up your fitness game or add some extra glow to your skin and hair, then definitely Armour Colostrum should enter the picture in your life. And the changes I have noticed are incredible. Armour Colostrum isn't just any health product. It's, you know, powerhouse of over of over 400 living bioactive nutrients. We're talking about complete transformation from the inside out, strengthening immunity, fueling metabolism, boosting gut health, and so much more. And the best part, it's all natural, sustainably sourced with from gas-fed cows right here in the US. Plus, their cold chain biopotent technology ensures that every nutrient is preserved in its most potent form. And for those of you who, like me, care deeply about sustainability, Armora has got us covered. They only use surplus colostrum after the calves are fully fed, so nothing goes to waste. Incorporating Armora into my daily routine, like I said, I've noticed some pretty massive changes. My skin is more radiant, my energy levels are (laughs) pretty much through the roof, and my fitness recovery is even faster than ever. And that's all thanks to colostrum. So if you're excited, as I am to try it out. I've got a special treat for you. Head over to tryarmra.com forward slash Aggie and use the code Aggie to get 15% of your first order. Trust me, your body will thank you. So that's tryarmra, T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-I dot com slash Aggie. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey to a healthier, happier you. Thanks for listening. And I want you to speak a little bit about the ideal woman because I think it's a concept that I can so relate. And the fact that we compare not only ourselves to this ideal woman that we think we should be a certain way, we do that to men as well. So a lot of time, like reading through the questions, women are so disappointed. It's like, oh, this guy should have known that this is a hard time for me. He should be there for me during this virus. Instead, he's not even checking in with me. He's not even taking out the trash. Like... This is what he's supposed to be doing. And knowing your work, I know I'm like, okay, we're comparing him to the ideal woman. So please talk a little bit more about it because that literally changed my life. Because when we say that, you know, he's not a good communicator we com- or he's not very thoughtful, we compare it. Yeah. Like it's a relevant term, basically. Yeah. So in our online courses, we talk about the ideal woman. In the Queen's Code book, Claudia talks about the perfect person. And the perfect person is based on an idealized woman. And I have found this in every culture, by the way. People from all over the world have read the Queen's Code and have participated in our workshops. And it doesn't appear that anyone escapes. And it seems to arrive around nine years old. Up until like seven, eight years old, we have this freedom to just be. And then this voice shows up 
and it's comparing us to what that voice thinks we should be, how sh- we should look and act and talk and laugh and how smart we should be and everything. It just it sets in and it judges others as well. And that's one of the things that messes us up so much because it'll judge us compared to our version of an ideal woman. And we all have our own version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's um, the only yeah. by the way. It's the way we behave, the way our life's supposed to look like and every single thing we do, we compare it, what would ideal woman do? Yes. Yes, what would she say or not have said? And we also, like you're pointing out, we also compare men. So if a man doesn't do what our ideal woman would do, then it always means something. It means either that he's broken, like seriously, just stay away from that guy, right? Or he doesn't was broken by someone. Like he was either born defective or somebody broke him, like his mother you know, or his ex-wife broke him and, or his mother failed to train him, right? So we we blame somebody and, or he doesn't respect me enough or care about me enough or love me enough to act right. Oh, I still, I still do it. Yes. Yes. We all do. We all do. But if you can catch it and laugh at it, like, oh my gosh, I thought he was a hairy woman. He's so not a hero. And yeah, he's not a hairy woman. There's two things that this does, Aggie, that's so important. First is we think if a man feels the right way about us, then he'll act the right way. Yeah, he'll do the right thing. And he always knows what the right thing is. And if he doesn't do it, he does it on purpose because he doesn't care. If he cared, he would do it. Yes. And he must know what the right thing is because we know what the right thing is. It's also, yeah. We know what the right thing is in every situation, right? That yeah. voice knows the right thing in every situation. So if we know, they must know. Yeah. Yeah. We think they're like us. It's so funny. I asked men once, I did a whole survey on what's, what's wrong with you. I asked men this question. What's wrong with you? One man said, why would I even want to think about that question? <laughs> I remember <laughs> Yes, I do. And yeah. like, that question's in our head all the And the other guy said, we need to ask my wife what's wrong with me. Because I don't know. Yes. Yes. The man said, ask my wife. The man said, ask my wife. And another was like, nothing I'm aware of. And and the more that I taught men about women, they just ended up with all this compassion that women are always wondering what's wrong with them. And they're not thinking there's something wrong with us. I mean, they're so in love with us that they put up with the most terrible things we do to them because it's worth it to them. We yeah. There's so much we give without knowing we're giving it because our, our essence, like when we're unselfconscious, when we're confident, when we're just being ourselves, oh my gosh, it's heaven to them. Which is why when they find out about the ideal woman and that we have this voice, mine's right here. That's why I keep pointing right here. So it's that this is one of the things we teach to do. Figure out where in your head is your voice. Is that critical voice back here? Is it over here? Is it over here? Where does it live? Because then you know any sounds coming from that part of your head probably should be disregarded. Do you know what yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just a She's a strategist, and her strategy is always for you to be perfect, and you can't be perfect, at least appear perfect, you know, wear some makeup that's as flawless, right? Oh, boy, Aggie, we have so many conversations we have. I know, I know. I feel like, God, I mean, getting people excited about your course. Can Can I finish the trash? Oh, my God, yes. Okay, so first, ask 
for a time to talk to him about something that will make a difference in you being home so much together. And if you're not home so much together, that'll just make a difference in your life, period, right? So you have to ask for a time to talk. And then you have to wait patiently while he figures out when he can do that. And by patiently, I mean count to at least 30. Okay, he's thinking. You have to give him time to think. Yes, the 30-second rule. So ask a question. Do not ask any follow-up questions. Let him speak and just zip up. Imaginary duct tape. Okay. Then, now, the time he says that he can do that, you probably won't like. It won't be soon enough. But it's better than forever. He might be, <laughs> he might be, can we talk about this when, you know, COVID-19 is over? Like, when the quarantine's over? Can we, can we do it then? No, honey. I will kill you before that. <laughs> and I'll go, oh, this is important. Okay, I gotta do this. After lunch, right? Or during lunch, or oh, at dinner, or something like that. But what whatever he says, then say, okay, so do you need a reminder? And he might say, yeah, yeah, remind me. How do I remind you? This specific. <laughs> yes, say, how do I remind you? And because then when you're reminding him that way, if he's crummy about it, you go, wait, this is what you told me. You don't get to be crummy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you have to ask for a time to talk, and then when it's time to talk, then you can say, there's something I need that will make the biggest difference in my life, and it won't take you that much time to do it, and the difference will last for like a whole day or maybe even multiple days. It'll make such a difference. Can I please tell you about it? And he may, don't just launch, like... When we're going to tell someone something we need, we get really nervous and we tend to talk faster. Don't just launch because he's going to transition. Now that you've told him what this is, he's now that focused brain, right, is going to, into the compartment called listen carefully. <laughs> Single thought down. Listen you have my attention. Yes. And, and the things that you tell men when they're, what their focus is, is just listening to you. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, I've had men in the Understanding Women course quote me back accurately and in context years later because they heard every word. Well, yeah, I've had women with diffuse awareness leave out the don't. <laughs> they will literally tell me I told them to do something because they're, they had a diffuse awareness moment. Oh, oh, there's a little lint there. You know, yeah. <laughs> then a deep use awareness right when I said, don't ever do this. And they heard do this. So then you have to tell them, you have to tell them what you need and you have to tell them what it would look like. And that's tricky because men don't understand that taking out the trash to a woman includes putting in a new trash bag and like closing the door, drawer, lid. They don't No, those are all separate things. There's taking it out. There's the new bag, and there's closing it. Those aren't all separate to a man. I'm so sorry. This is, they think they're so simple, and that getting what we need from them is so simple. They're like, just ask. And, you know, we have a whole sheet, right? We have a whole sheet in the Queen's Code and in the Understanding Men Workshop. There's a whole sheet on how to support a man and giving you what you need, and there's nine steps. And we gave it to men, and they're like, that's impossible. There couldn't be nine steps. And then we walk through each step and they're, by the time we're done, they're like, oh, 
No, right. <laughs> and second to last is asking them, what do they need from you to do? Yeah. Which trash will be, tell me when you want me to. And then you got to tell them when you want them to. And if you appreciate them doing it, which is the last step, always appreciate them having done it. And I mean, not, oh, gee, thanks. I mean, wow. Wow. Oh, my honey. Wow. Thank you. Like, it's got to register. He he just got 100 points. He, he did this simple little thing and he got 100 points. If that registers, oh, my gosh. Now you have a guy who jumps up faster. Honey. The trash is overflowing. I feel like I'm drowning. Jumps off the couch and takes it out instead of, okay, on the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then if you're really good about appreciating it, then you get a trash hero, which is surprise trash taken out. <laughs> which is it seemed full. Oh, the goals were oh. the current situation. Exactly. Which is it, it didn't smell right. So I took it out. Oh, thank you, honey. Okay, now I can relax about trash. Yeah. <laughs> I told you everything. <laughs> Which is another thing. I mean, I feel like we're just scratching the surface because even the fact that you gave me so many details, like I know where it's coming from and understanding women and the berry markers, et cetera, et cetera. So like for me personally in my relationship, like making, not only doing understanding women, of course, but also making my then partner like do the course as well. Gave me a common language to like be like, okay, this is my diffuser this moment. Which is like when I'm listening to someone, I'm doing five things at the same time. And men feel like they're not respecting what they're trying to say. And one of the tricks is to actually hold a woman or touch a woman, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you brought that up. It's one of the things we teach in understanding women is with all this diffuse awareness. And what men don't understand is that it doesn't prioritize. Yeah. And the, the talking pillow, right? The, the only thing that instinctually what jumps to the front is a crying child, right? The crying child or a yelling man. Both do terrible things to our nervous system, so not, not good. But yeah, our diffuse awareness doesn't prioritize. And so you're right. They'll be telling us something and something else will catch our attention and it sucks. We're having sex. It's fucking catches our attention. I feel love this is all the daddy sitting in the course, so you know actively consciously touched. Like like take her take her hand. Get get her attention. Keep her stay with me, Annie. Yeah, stay with me. <laughs> I mean I know so many of you can relate to that as well. <laughs> I see busy people laughing. I'm so happy to so many people are taking notes and I, I feel like we are not doing the justice to your work because it's it's days and days of knowledge that you share with people which is so beautiful i have one more question because a lot of women you know i said that men lack initiative and there's a question i don't know if you ever answer but it's like at the very beginning of getting someone and in the current situation like women feel like they're the ones hunting for men they're the one taking initiative they're the ones that like reach out to hang out and we're talking about equality and from one hand we want to feel like okay i want to be the one to reach out whether it's on a dating app or whether you're seeing someone and pick up the phone and say hey let's hang out but on the other hand there is a this instinct that we don't like chasing we'd like to be chased and we like men with initiative so how do you inspire the chase without chasing okay so you talked about two different things do you want 
the chasing or do you want the safety that comes from a touch point? Oh, we could have option B, as you've asked both questions. Oh, is that even, maybe let's, let's do the chasing because I think this is like one of the questions that did come up a couple of times where women don't really feel like, like, I don't like the chasing and he's making me feel like I'm chasing him. And yeah, and I don't like that. And how do we, like perhaps cure this feeling of unease about chasing or just, you know, there's only so many you can like give up on and move on. Yeah. Get to the point of it's like, yeah. Being. I'm happy to answer it. And in the very beginning, you asked about safety. So can I do one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a part. whatever. Okay. Because until women feel safe, you're never going to get the best of them. You're going to get the worst of who they are until they feel safe. It is why I'm giving away the Understanding Women course. I can't. So that women and men know how to help women feel safe. So everything doesn't blow to bits. Yeah. Okay. So I'll come back to that. This thing about how many different pieces have to do with this. Okay. First of all, chasing is an energy. Anything you do in a chasing energy is going to feel like being chased. Men are actually really sensitive that way. They're all the same things you could do without that energy of chasing, without that desperate, without that need, without that, I got to get you, I got to catch you, I got to get you, I got to make you mine. The same things could happen without that energy and they'll work great. So one thing to do is to watch the energy. I think, I mean, you know this, Aggie, because you were at luck. So my husband died, right? Nine months ago. I'm so sorry. I'm suddenly single. Right. So my protector and my provider is gone. And it just took a few days for my nervous system to register it. Seemed completely inappropriate. Right. Yeah. I had to get some slack or something, but it immediately registered and like, I got to get a new one. And what I did, what I did pretty early on, I'm so glad I did. I wrote on a sticky, I am whole. And I put it right under my mirror in my bathroom. And whenever I get that energy, right? Like, ah, no, I am whole. I'm whole. I don't need another person to be whole. And wholeness is in human spirit, right? There's never enough that will satisfy our cave woman within. Well, she never feels whole. She's scared all the time. Yeah, but they say the two questions women ask is, am I safe and am I loved? So yes, like right now with coronavirus, I don't feel anyone feels safe. So we're in this like survival mode, not necessarily this human spirit mode where we feel like we can relax. Yeah. And as one of the men who did our course many times said, he was the one, he said, as far as I can tell, women have two questions. Am I safe and am I whole? And until the answer to am I safe is yes, they can't hear the answer. Sorry, am I safe or am I loved? Until the answer to am I safe is yes, they can't hear it and we can't feel it yeah. we can't feel the answer to am i loved which i can speak so from my own experience during this time where i don't like it doesn't matter when someone says oh i care about you i love you and i'm like i don't feel safe so i don't really care right now yes. that's what you're saying yeah so this is why understanding women this is why five thousand free copies we're giving away because the whole course is about how to have women feel safe yeah <laughs> right all these different ways that women feel safe but if you don't feel safe, you will be in a chase. You'll have chase energy. So once you feel safe, then connecting with a man is an offering, is an invitation. And if you want a man to generate, it's just like trash, honey. 
if you want him to generate connecting with you, how many points does he get for generating connecting with you? When he connects with you, is your response, finally? Is your response, where have you been? Is your response, what the heck? My touch point, the man in my life, didn't do what he said he was going to do yesterday. He didn't check in when he said he was going to. Well, first thing, it had me realize that he always does what he says he's going to do. Oh my gosh, you want a woman to feel safe? Do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> right? So if you're not going to do it, don't say it. So it's a that way big thing for women, for sure. But then we feel like, don't well, try to placate. Yeah. Men, don't placate women. If you're not going to do it, don't say you will. Say, I'm sorry, I can't promise that. Don't say, yeah, 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 I'll call you later. Say, I don't know if I can call you later. Yes. Right? And even Man. if I to pressure you, say, I'm sorry, I don't know if I can call you later. Stand up to us. That makes us feel safe. Yeah. Okay? Don't play Kate. Do what you say you're going to do. If you can't promise to do it, say you can't promise to do it. And do not, do not cave. Do not cave to women. We make you think that that's a good idea. It's a bad idea. It scares the crap out of us. Don't cave, okay? Be strong. Have boundaries. It's hot, guys. It's hot. Boundaries are hot. Boundaries are hot. That's the takeaway of this life. Boundaries are hot. But it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, because it makes women's sense. Women's bad hot too, but yeah, women's bad hot too. So let me just say touch points, and then we can go back to chasing. We can go wherever you want. But anytime a man takes initiative, first of all, if he takes initiative and does something and you don't like it, you got to give him more credit for taking initiative than how loudly or quietly or sullenly you express that you didn't like it. If you want initiative, initiative has to get way more points, even when it was the thought that counted. So you love initiative, initiative has to shine. You love surprises. You got to even your credit when it's a bad surprise, yeah. right? So whatever you love has got to get the most points. So if he initiates communication, it's got to be, oh, it's so great to hear from you. Wow, you made my day. Oh my gosh, I just took a deep breath. Thank you. Another thing is make it simple. Okay, these times, I mean, we're so busy all the time and these times are wacky. Mm -hmm. So I'm in love with emoticons <laughs> or emojis or whatever we call them. Aggie, do you know the Marco Polo game? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know I was right? in the call the other day when you were explaining when we're talking yeah. about it, yes, we need to play Marco Polo. Yeah, like we need to keep it very simple because our men are focused on protecting us and providing for us. They're scrambling to make sense of this. They need this is the thing where we got to grow up. They need to be able to take care of us with the least amount of effort. And if you're wanting to get a bigger effort to prove they love you. You got your eyes on the wrong ball. Yeah. They're already expressing how much they love you by how much they're trying to protect you and provide for you. I mean, they're, they're scrambling. It is so hard for them right now. Taking care of you, if you can make it easier for him to take care of you, that is one of the, that's the most loving, empowering, productive thing you can do right now to have this turn out. So simplify the touch points simplify Marco Polo Marco Polo I'm here it's a human female instinct and men I hope you're listening 
This is why when a woman's traveling, she texts or calls you from her layover in every airport. You know, this is coming from a traveler, yes. Yes, the plane's leaving now. I'm in Denver. The plane landed. I'm I'm in the Uber. I'm home. It's so you can locate us, so you can save us. We're, we, there's smoke signals. We're constantly telling you where we are, <laughs> so you can save us. And if you don't respond, when we go, Marco, if you don't say polo, like, I heard you, guys, I'm not exaggerating. I'm going to die. Yeah. If there's no polo to my Marco, I'm going to die. Ladies, be willing to be the Marco. He doesn't know when you're having a I'm scared feeling. You could be having it every four minutes or every four hours. It strikes when it does. And he doesn't know that it changes. That if, for example, you had sex, you're going to need a polo sooner. And that's when you're going to wish he did Marco. <laughs> we had sex. You initiate. That's the deal. <laughs> you got to initiate the after content. Yeah. You got to send me the emoticon. You could have said me that, by the way, I love you, or I still respect you. That was hot, and I still respect you. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, we need, we just need so much petty. And men, you guys don't know, we are so strong and so fragile at the same time. And pettis, often. I mean, everything you're saying is so powerful. Like, I wish we had more time. I like dive into detail more because I think a lot of us all the women right now we don't feel safe and we usually we need a lot of attention but I think right now we really really do and a lot of girls are just like disappointed like my man is not there for me and he's not there for me and meanwhile they're busy because I think this is the first time when they get to see what it's like to be scared you know because men are usually not scared for their life and for their physical well-being and this is one of the few times that they now are and they get to see what it's yes. like to be a woman. And I think it's, it's a great lesson for a man to see what it's like to be afraid of your life. Not in a mean way, but like... Well, I would I would actually watch out for that, Aggie. I have actually not spoken or heard from any man who's afraid for his life right now. Really? I think when we're waiting yeah. for like business, you know, like they feel like their life is falling apart. And yes, their ability to provide is under attack. But any physical danger no no i was talking to a man yesterday and he said well when i get sick da 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 i went what he said well when this first came out they said 70 percent of us are going to get it and so you know it's just well huh. so there's still an elder there no no fear and but you know aggie because you've done understanding women that's where the conversation starts that's what men need to know yeah no. that women literally are constantly monitoring a fear for our physical lives. And as you know, because you've seen it in the video, like 1% of the men in the video were afraid for their lives in the last five years. And there were about 99% of women that were afraid of their lives in the last month or so, or a week. Yeah, in the last, in the last two days. Yeah. So, and that, those were normal circumstances. So it's, it is the biggest thing that men and women need to know. And why, by the way, gentlemen, this is the thing, okay? When I interviewed women about what they considered romantic, as in what had them want to have sex, and I interviewed women about what made them feel safe, the answers were the same. Huh, 
Yeah, the answers were the same. So, so romantic and safe is almost the yes. same thing for us. What makes us feel safe? Has us want to make love? Has us be receptive? Has us open up to men and be able to pay attention to something other than every bit of input that's coming? So it's why we're either nine months from now, Aggie, we're either going to have a lot of babies or a lot of divorces. <laughs> and I would rather we had a lot of babies. Yes. And a lot of people madly in love. And that's why we're giving the course away. Yeah. Because, as you know, it. I mean, it, it saves relationships and it, it saves love. It saves families. Yeah. And this is a time I want us to end up more connected, not more disconnected. And we really can. We just need to understand each other better because it's the heat got turned up on the stove, right? As long as we can leave each other. For many hours a day, get away from each other's frustrating behavior. Guys, you have frustrating behavior. Gals, you have frustrating behavior. We drive each other nuts. We have opposing instincts, right? As long as we can get away from each other, you know, we can make this work. Not being able to get away or one needing to get away and then the other feeling like, no, don't credit, stay, don't rape. Why do you want to get away from me? Oh, it's it's the makings of a disaster and I'm trying to prevent it. I think for me, it's surprising that you go through one relationship to another and you find yourself conceiving frustrated and you feel like there's this illusion that there is the next person will be the perfect one. And after you get to your thirties and you're like, perhaps there's something I should educate myself about because it's not necessarily just maybe it's me and maybe this is like there's a pattern and it's not even about like projecting your insecurities. It's also understanding that we're so different. And I think just coming into a relationship with an understanding that women and men are different is super powerful and such a good start. And I think your course does it so beautifully. And it's just a tip of the iceberg of what we've done today. And you're so intelligent and beautiful. And I look up to you so much as a woman and I wish I could ask you more questions, but I know we have to wrap up soon. If there's anything else you want to add before we tell people to like join your course and spend their weekend with Allison, like I'm planning on doing, is there anything you want to add? I would, I would actually say that if you are home alone as a woman, this will soothe you. <laughs> this will soothe you. It'll keep you company. It'll illuminate so many things. If you are a man, it will help you understand all the women in the world, why they're doing what they're doing now and always. If you're a couple, take two copies. Get one in, one name, one in the other, and get separate copies. Really, just take two. Don't try to watch it together. Yes. As a woman, you will be monitoring him instead of having your own experience. As a man, you'll be having reactions that then she's reacting to your reactions instead of you getting to absorb the way that you need. So please don't feel like you're being greedy if you take two. I want you to each have your own. You will be better off to get to watch it separately at your own pace. And then you can come together and talk about it and make new deals with each other or hopefully have a sense of humor about the past <laughs> I, and some hope for that. I feel like this is the best, like anyone struggling in their relationship right now, stuck at home. It looks like it's going to be another month or so at least. The best possible thing you can do is to watch your course, Understanding Women. It's a challenge to get men do it, but I think if they do understand us a little bit and women understand themselves, I can already see the change that you've made in so many people's lives with the course and offering it so generously. I think it's so wonderful of you. 
And I know it will change people's lives. It will change their relationship. And even if it's just the woman watching the course for now, be life-changing. It's amazing what you just did. And I, I really, really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you so much. That's something I could do. Do you know? In these times, we do what we can do. And then I could do that. Allison is giving away 5,000 copies of her course, Understanding Women, which will absolutely change your life. Allison, you're my hero, my heroine, and I don't say it lightly. You really are. So thank you so much for joining for now. I really appreciate it. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I know you're not feeling very well, so sending you lots of love from everyone. And um, thank you for the conversation. My pleasure. Bye. Bye.